0: Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL toll-free call-in line here on Free Talk Live. Free, Free Talk Live is an interactive program. You can call in and talk about whatever you want. Um, the website's interactive also. You can go there, upload whatever you'd like. Um, I guess it's link is probably a better term. Link to whatever you'd like. <laughs> uh, people can vote up your suggestions, vote them down. You can do the same with other folks. This is Mark with you this evening. And Wayne. And I have on the line... A gentleman named Kevin Zeese, who is a member of the steering committee of the Bradley Manning Support Network. Kevin, are you there?
1: Yes, I am. Thanks for having me on. Sure. Uh, um, I guess there's some
0: news in the realm of uh, Bradley Manning and what's going on with him. But we probably should lay some groundwork here for uh, people who don't know. Who is Bradley Manning?
1: Bradley Manning is a uh, young private who was accused of being the WikiLeaks leaker. Uh, few people have heard about WikiLeaks, I'm sure, and they probably may have heard about the collateral murder video, uh, that showed, uh, U.S. Uh, soldiers, uh, gunning down Iraqis who, uh, were not doing anything threatening and included two reporters from Reuters. Uh, they've also accused Manning of releasing, uh, the Afghan and Iraq war diaries and the, um, the State Department, uh, uh, uh cables. And so there's a you know hundreds of thousands of documents that he's accused of leaking. He's been held for more than a year. Uh the first year of that he was held in solitary confinement. He's actually still not been officially charged.
0: Really? Um, what do they have him um that, what do they have him in wit for?
1: Well, there's there's these uh, you know potential charges uh, that he's facing actually death penalty for, but the official charges really come after what's called the Article 32 hearing, right? Which is a preliminary preliminary hearing that should happen in October. So oh, by the I way, three, so
0: this is his pretrial hearing um, that hasn't occurred yet. He's been incarcerated for more than a year, right?
1: That's right. And at first, most of that first year, he's held in solitary confinement.
0: Yeah, and uh, there was the, the conditions there were just ridiculous, and it, it amazes me that they haven't brought this guy to trial yet. Um, I mean, it's been a, more than a year. That's, that's ridiculous. What, what happened to Speedy Trial? Does that not exist for military men and women?
1: Well, it's, it's ridiculous, uh, and particularly the abusiveness of his detention was ridiculous. You know, Right that from too. the outset, yeah. this guy, Manning is in the Army, and he was held at the Quantico Marine Brig. Uh, which right from his outset is unusual treatment. Now he's actually in an Army detention in Leavenworth in a much better circumstance. But to get there took incredible effort. Uh, the Bradley Manning Support sure Network uh, organized incredible grassroots activity, uh, You know, and it took a State Department official resigning. Uh, it took uh, letters from uh, 250 uh, lead- leading legal academics uh, pointing their finger at President Obama. President Obama, by the way, could have changed this right from the beginning. He is the commander in chief. The Marines and the Army are under his command. He could have changed this with one phone call from the beginning. And so, really, President Obama is to blame for this. So yeah, he had to Obama- be.
0: He had to be shamed uh, by some people paying what was some ridiculous amount of money per plate to sit in um, on some speech he had, and then serenading him with a, a song about uh, letting Brad- Bradley Manning, you know, uh, putting him in better conditions or something like that. I mean, it was. What abs-
1: out of that? What came out of that? That was the most important. Thing? Uh, was uh, the uh, uh, and after that singing moment, and uh, after the fundraiser is over, one of our guys was a staffer who was in there, and he asked Obama a question about Manning, and in the answer, President Obama pronounced Manning guilty.
0: Yes, this is the yes. most important now, part of this case. Wow.
1: Exactly. So I, have a, I have a question
0: for you. This is Wayne. wait, wait, wait. wait. Oh, I, I, I want to really want to get into this. This is the most important aspect of this. Is the commander in chief of the United States military has pronounced guilty a member of the military who will be judged by a jury of his peers, which are military men beholden to and, or, and commanded by a man who has already pronounced him guilty. So therefore, exactly. he cannot That's have right. a fair he, trial. No,
1: yeah, that's, that's true. undue command influence in the military, and, they're, and, they're, and, they're, and it's a very serious problem in the military because in the military people are trained to follow orders. And so you have these military officers who will be his jury, you have a military judge who will be his judge, and you have a you know, military prosecutor who will be his prosecutor, all have heard the commander-in-chief say he's guilty. What kind of officer can put his career at risk by finding Manning not guilty now? Mm-hmm. I think that's an end of your career moments. So very hard for Manning to get a fair trial.
2: Well, I suppose it would be a mistrial on that alone if he had a fair judge, but my question to you is, uh, Mr. Manning is a private, correct? That's right. Okay, now how does a private have access to this kind of information that he allegedly took uh, to hand over to WikiLeaks?
1: Really good question, and that's a very important point. These were low-level classified documents. They were not top secret. You know, like For Dan- yeah. example, Daniel Ellsberg, you know, released top-secret documents, released the Pentagon Papers. Manning released low-level documents that hundreds of thousands of people in military had access to. If you saw the front-line uh, piece on Manning, they showed how uh, loose the security was, how the uh, the uh, key to get to the documents was, you know, put on those little yellow sticky tabs on, on a bunch of computers so anybody could get access to them. These were not very closely held secrets. These are low-level Documents, but they're still very important, and they show a lot about our military that we, that, you know, that a lot of truths that uh, the military, not, military and State Department do not want the people to know about.
0: The United States military has found, uh, not surprisingly, when you have, um, you know, when you, when you can make anything you want secret, has found that any news that is going to be uncomfortable for it to deal with. Is, well, it's, just a cla- it's just classified now. It's just a secret. And that's so exactly if what this
1: is about. It's, if exactly it's a secret, right.
0: then here in the Empire of Lies, then telling the truth is treason. Mm-hmm. And that's why they want the death penalty for this guy. I mean, here, there, there certainly is some, you know, maybe some information on informants or something like that. Um, you know, but we're, you're not talking about any huge top—the Daniel Ellsberg case where he was found not guilty because— In the United States of of America, you have the right – you have the First Amendment, the right to free speech, and we the people supposedly are the government. So therefore, how can we the people make educated decisions on who – for whom to vote if we don't have possession of the facts? Um,
2: But that was back when we had some semblance of justice in this country.
1: Exactly. What happened in the Ellsberg case, they had a a four-and-a-half-month-long trial, and just before it went to the jury – it came out that the Nixon administration was doing all sorts of dirty tricks to Ellsberg, including breaking into his psychiatrist's office. And the judge ruled that the abuse of power by the Nixon administration was sufficient, that he threw the case out. So mm. it never got to a jury verdict okay. after four and a half months. Interesting. Which was very interesting. Now, here we have a situation, you know, decades later. Later, you have a president pronouncing Manning guilty. The Secretary of State, by the way, Hillary Clinton, did the same thing. Uh, and she also had some, you know, anti-gay slurs when she did it. Really? Uh, and, yeah. Really. What'd she say? And, uh, oh, I, I, you know, she described him as a, you know, a flaming gay or something, and, okay. uh, and 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 found him guilty. Said he was guilty in in, in some conversation that got publicized. Hmm. And uh, and so with all this abuse, with this undue command influence, the case has not yet been dropped. Now, hopefully, it will be because it should be. Well, but, I think you know who knows. The justice system today is not the justice system. Of the nineteen
0: seventies, and there's no doubt about it. When you think about the, um, I, I, you know, watched a movie on uh, Vietnam dissenters. I wasn't really old enough to know anything about it, <laughs> but um, the the most Vietnam dissenters would get these huge sentences, and then for whatever be, reason, be released after shortly after a year. So it seems to me, if I'm just, you know. I'm just drawing a conclusion out of the ether is that the United States government is punishing Bradley Manning today, now, and by delaying the court case as much as it can, and then will probably drop things because he's got just a huge array of lawyers. I'm not a huge fan of Michael Moore, but I am a fan of what of him standing up for truth. And in this case, he has he among many, many, many other people have uh, funded, um, you know, Bradley Manning's defense and. You know, in this country, mm-hmm. the more the more money you have for defense, the uh, the the, be- the more justice, quote unquote, you're going to
1: get. Well, the, the the defense of Manning is a very expensive proposition yeah. um, because he's facing a death penalty and very complicated charges of all sorts of uh, secret level documents. Every every lawyer involved has to have security clearance, and when you get to a death penalty case, it's a whole almost a, a whole separate trial on punishment. So. The legal bill for this will be about $190,000. Oh, really? Wow. Uh, That's big. Very expensive. And and Bradley Manning Support Network has been uh, raising a lot of that money. We've raised over $100,000. We still need to raise more. We're also raising money for advocacy work. So if people want to go to the Bradley Manning Support Network webpage, it's BradleyManning.org. It's a great place to stay in, in touch with this issue. And also you can support his legal defense and his advocacy. Uh, there, we really need the support, so it would be great if people did that. There are a lot we of other things.
0: Of Kevin, just hold, hold the line here. There are a lot of other things you guys are doing, and we're going to talk about that in just a minute, if you would please hold. Great. 855 You know that cigarettes will kill you. You've been thinking about giving the e cigarette a try? There is a healthier option 22,000 times healthier. Well, listen to this offer from vaporsmiths.com. A pack a day smoker will save $120 a month, so you already start being richer, feeling healthier, and smelling better. What more could you want? How about a free starter kit? Just purchase 40 cartomizers with coupon code FTL. Free shipping on orders of $60 or more. 855-2-GET-VAPOR or go to Vaporsmiths.com. Free Talk Live. It's Mark with you. And Wayne. You can give us a call at 855-450-3733 talk about whatever you'd like to talk about. Well, right now we're talking about what's going on with Bradley Manning and um, with with, uh, Kevin Zeese from the steering committee of the Bradley Manning support network. But real quick, if you uh, like what you're hearing on tonight's show, or, you know, you uh, remember something from some previous show, we have archives at archives.freetalklive.com going back until 2006. That means that you can go for free and get any show that we've got from, you know, the last week to five years ago at archives.freetalklive.com. We have the uh, the first the last seven days' worth right on the website at freetalklive.com, and after that, it's archives.freetalklive.com, and you can go there and get any of them that you would like to get. Have you ever been the victim of an injustice and then decided to do nothing about it because attorneys are just too expensive? Oh, yeah. Jurisdictionary.com is a course for people who don't have attorneys. It arms you with the information on how to use the court's rules. Until you know these rules, you're fighting in the dark. It works for plaintiffs or defendants in civil or criminal matters in state or federal courts, and it costs less than an hour with any good attorney. And the four-CD course is so easy the average eighth grader can learn it in a weekend. This is what you should have learned in civics class. Go check it out at jurisdictionary.com. It's a great course. I have uh, done it myself, jurisdictionary.com. Kevin, are you back there?
3: Uh, I am sure here.
0: Excellent. So um, we have uh, we updated our, our listeners on – who Bradley Manning is to some extent. Is there anything else that you wanted to mention about the uh, case prior to us uh, talking about the the new turn of events?
1: Let's go to the new turn of events. I think we've kind of updated everyone on the basics. I mean, he's now in a decent living situation as far as incarceration can go, and uh, he's getting close to finally having his first hearing.
0: Um, One more thing I was thinking about at the end of the segment, um, um, the last segment that we didn't get to, to, to pop out is, I believe it's what's so important is educating the public in this um, arena. Silence is going to put Bradley Manning to death. Um, the government will, has shown its uh, desire to shuffle him right through the system, do whatever it can, takes to get this done. I don't trust um, them to do the right thing unless the light of day is shown on this uh, situation.
2: It certainly sounds like they're trying to make an example out of him because it's convenient. Yeah, sure. He signed yeah. his life away to the military, and so they have things they can do to him and, and rights they can violate. Over him, they couldn't necessarily do as easily to a a citizen who's not in the military, a civilian.
0: And one thing that the Bradley Manning Support Network did that I think was uh, highly effective was they put up uh, one or three, and I'm not 100 percent sure, billboards in the Washington, D.C. area around Quantico sort of that these bureaucrats would have to drive by every day um, as Mm -hmm. they went to work, (laughs) you know, incarcerating Bradley Manning, saying basically free Bradley Manning. Is that right?
1: yeah we did that in the d c area and we also did that in uh, in uh, um, Kansas City where you know where where he's being held now and we also did that in California where our office is based so we did three three billboards in different places the um uh, your point about uh, people being silent and us knowing what's going on I think that's a critical critical issue that's coming up very shortly, and that is how open will this trial be under military law the uh, They they are supposed to have all aspects of the case open, uh, preliminary hearing, documents filed, the trial, the sentencing, every step of the way. But there's one exception. Uh, If there are secrets involved uh, that affect national security, that's an exception. So, of course, now Manning's accused of uh, releasing secret documents. All the discovery in the case that's been provided has required the lawyers to have security clearance. And so I think the government is setting up a situation where they're going to try to keep this trial secret. Yeah, and uh, that's going to be a big, big battle.
0: These secrets uh, that really amount to the labeling that these secrets uh, had were really amounted to essentially the secret garbage can—the stuff that um, you know didn't didn't matter to anyone, but they just didn't want it, you know, just thrown out willy-nilly. Um, and that's the sort of stuff he leaks. So suddenly now, this stuff is elevated to the—you uh, um, know—Barack Obama. Even when he was talking about the difference between the Daniel Ellsberg case and the Bradley Manning case, suggested that the the secrets that Bradley Manning Manning leaked were significantly. Uh, they called them classified differently. That much is true. They were classified significantly lower you know?
2: retroactively right. too.
0: So I mean,
1: the, a, the United
0: States amazing president. How
1: our, amazing how our constitutional lawyer our president gets some legal things so wrong so often. Well, it's, uh, I, <laughs> it's
0: pitiful. You know, I I all I can call that is a lie. I mean, it's it it may not be an outward lie, but it is a it is a statement with the with a purpose of deception involved. And um, you know, the the suggestion that we are it's a we the people situation here in the the United States, I don't believe that. But um, you know, the the idea they keep on perpetrating this idea and then at the same time they want to keep secrets. I that baffles me. How in the world am I supposed to make these uh these decisions without
2: knowing what the truth is. Well, they 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 say, and I've heard Ron Paul say this, that the, the mark of a free society is a transparent government where people have their privacy, the citizens have their privacy, when it's just the opposite in this country now.
1: Exactly. And Paul is exactly right on that, uh, as he is on a m- number of uh, military and, and war issues. Uh, you know, he's one of the few that tells the truth in that area. Uh, but, you know, As far as uh, you know, the secrecy here, I think this will be one of the most important battles we face Uh, in the the, uh, motions part of this phase. What's going to happen is going to be there will be a preliminary hearing that will be our first chance at seeing the kind of evidence they have uh, against Manning, and after the hearing he'll be officially charged, uh, assuming that goes forward that way, and then after that there'll be a series of motions filed, and then after that, probably beginning of next year, there'll be a trial. The motions that I think are most important are going to be the ones about whether or not the trial is open to the media and the public. That's going to be a critical battleground because if it's kept secret, if the public is kept out, then they can just ram him through and mistreat him yeah. and, and you know, punish him with a with a kangaroo court, and that's what we're afraid of.
4: Yeah, I, I mean,
0: people have to watch this. Um, even if they restrict the watching in some way, people have to go to the courtroom, whatever it takes. Um, you know, that's, we need to have what, you know, we need to have what, I, you know, I don't believe that the transparency is, is this case is going to be completely transparent, but whatever level of access we have, we have to have activists um, involved in be- that.
1: So the the trial will be held outside of Washington, D.C. at at one of the uh, 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 military bases, and we will have uh, protesters there uh, consistently uh, to make sure that people in the media see that there's opposition to this trial. You know, many of us look at Manning and and what he's accused of, uh, and while they were low-level secrets, these secrets showed a lot of important truths about our uh, military and foreign policy, and it showed, really it showed criminality. From the lowest rank to the highest right. in fact hillary clinton hillary clinton you know uh, violated the law when she uh, wrote a memo to u.s diplomats that they should spy on uh, u.n diplomats coming to the united nations and gather things like credit card information frequent fire numbers fingerprints all sorts of stuff the cia asked her to have the diplomats get that's against the law yep and you know rather than in, in, in investigating bradley manning The Obama administration should be prosecuting Hillary Clinton or asking her to to resign from office. When she's obviously guilty of criminal behavior,
0: nope. But they're 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 going to protect her because that's how they they do it. Um, you know, to me, Bradley Manning is either innocent or he's a hero. And any exactly. any one of these things that were leaked to me was worth uh, you know whatever security breach was uh, had here. But the preponderance of them, uh, you know, it, it this is important stuff that people need to know. Kevin, if you could please um, hold through, uh, I. We've got to talk about what's happened here, and I keep on talking about other things. (laughs) Free Talk Live.
4: This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Juicy Juice, 100% juice, providing a full serving of fruit in every four ounces. Visit us at JuicyJuice.com. When it comes to nutrition, kids need both fruits and vegetables every day to stay healthy and grow. For the ideal mix, your kids should have at least one and a half cups of any veggie or 100% veggie juice and one cup of any fruit or 100% fruit juice a day. For more tips like these, visit us at Parenthood.com slash Your Family Today.
0: Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL toll-free call in line here on Free Talk Live. What is SACL CAI, you say? SACL CAI is a company that handles accounts receivable for your business. If you uh, got into business to do whatever it is that you love doing and accounts receivable isn't it, SACL CAI can take that over for you. Go check out their banner at freetalklive.com. Big supporter of uh, the show, big supporter of Liberty, big supporter of Bradley Manning. Let's go back to Kevin... Zeese from the Bradley Manning Support Network. Kevin. How are you? All uh, well. Um so the there's news about Bradley Manning. We've we've laid plenty of foundation here. And if you folks uh, haven't heard the uh, the interview, you can go back and get it at uh, archives.freetalklive.com um at probably about midnight tonight but um eastern time. But Amnesty International has uh, supported Bradley Manning in the past on this. I guess they're they're looking into his incarceration or something. Is that right? That's right. So, um, what is it that they're concerned of, concerned with?
1: Well, you know, we're still not letting the, the, the government is still not allowing the UN uh, special reporter on torture uh, visit with Manning in an official visit. Uh, the, uh, the 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 UN official who investigates torture has requested the opportunity to meet with Manning uh, in a private conversation, which is how official visits are conducted, and the U.S. government has refused. They've offered to allow him to meet in a taped conversation and a monitored conversation, but, of course, that would not be very effective for investigating torture. So, sure. you know, the U.N. Uh, I think has good grounds for meeting with Manning and trying to hear what happened to him at Quantico and how he's being treated now. And understand uh, National... Has also made that kind of request, as has Dennis Kucinich.
0: And also now uh, the Council of Europe. Is that right?
1: That's right. They came out also in support of Manning. I think more and more people, you know, it's, 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 we're currently overcoming, I think, the initial propaganda about this being someone who's a traitor. Uh, the, yeah. the truth is, if Manning is guilty of what he's accused of, uh, he's not accused of selling secrets to the enemy. Um, he's not accused of giving secrets to Iran or Russia or China. He's accused of leaking documents to the media, to WikiLeaks. That happens every day. You look at the New York Times, they're filled with leaked documents. Sometimes the government leaks the documents for their own purposes. Mm -hmm. uh, But that's what he's accused of guilt. doing. He's not someone who profited from this, got rich off this. If he's guilty of what he's accused of, he's guilty of sharing information that the American public needs to know. The American public needs to know when its government is committing crimes.
0: Yeah, there's a, a couple of things uh, parallels I'd like to draw here. Is um, the United States government loves to rattle rattle its saber about um, Iran not letting the IAEA in to do whatever it is that uh, they might want to do this way or that way. I mean, they've cooperated largely with the IAEA, but uh, they've been you know a little reticent in, uh, this way and that, and they're ready to drop freaking bombs and kill millions of people about this. But when the United States government doesn't uh, doesn't cooperate with the UN on it uh, or the Amnesty. International or whatever on a torture investigation, it nary a headline anywhere. I mean, I, I, I frankly did not know that, and I keep abreast of the situation.
2: That surprises you?
1: We, are, well, we we work hard at it, and there's news around the country about it more than there's in the United States. I think this is true with many issues in the United States. We don't hear a lot that goes on uh, here. Um, it, it, it's incredible how much happens that we're unaware of. Our, our corporate media is. Uh, is just not uh, telling us the full tr- truth, and that's why independent media like yours are so important. In fact, I'm doing a project called October2011.org, which is organizing a Tar here Square in Washington, D.C. this October 6th. The website's October2011.org, and you'll see on the media page, what we're doing is we are only inviting independent media to cover us. Sweet. So we're listing all the independent media that will be there because we don't trust the corporate media. We're not going to go to the corporate media until we have enough independent media that will help to keep them honest. So the corporate media knows if they don't report on us or if they lie about us, somebody else will be telling the truth. Mm-hmm. That's the only way to hold them in check because they're just basically dishonest.
0: The, their days are numbered. Um, a great deal of the stories that are put out there by the uh, sort of cable news networks now are broke originally by bloggers. So, I mean, right. you, you have this uh, what, uh, cloud-sourced news situation existing now, and at some point, the distribution will will p- pass up the, the cable news networks. Um, I mean, you know, it, it seems like that's going to
2: happen. And even when the corporate media reports Porch's story, a lot of times it's slanted and twisted in, in the favor of the state, whereas the independent no media question. tends to to slant it more honestly in many cases. Or in most cases, no I would say.
1: In fact, uh, the good news is the public is aware of that. There are polls now from multiple sources that all show the same thing. The corporate media is, or traditional media as people call it in these polls, is, uh, is less credible than, in people's mind than ever. Whole show between only 20 and 30 percent of the public believes what they hear in the media is the full story so that's a great advantage for us and as we see the independent media whether it's uh, blog radio or community radio or websites and blogs etc that are putting out stories uh, we're finally starting to see an alternative and a, a balancing of the corporate power in the media which is so critical you know, isn't it, so
2: isn't it funny how they refer to the corporate media as the, the traditional media when really they're not? What they are is uh, the, the big corporations have taken over the mainstream media over the last 30 or 40 years, but the traditional media is the citizen media, which the Internet has become. It's just it's a different way of expressing the news and the opinion, but really it is traditional media because it's it decentralized and it's, it's not beholden to anybody.
1: Yeah, it's it's very interesting. We have a very sophisticated uh, propaganda network in this country, and some people just don't even want to believe that is true. Uh, but it, it's it's very sophisticated, and uh, and you know you can see it really uh, more and more in, in public radio, national public radio. You can see it on PBS. It even shows that used to be good ones, like Frontline, now are and they did a very slanted story on Bradley Manning, for example, are are, are filled with uh, you, know, a, you know a strange take a strange corporate take on things. It's, um, it's very distressing. But, you know, even so, even with that, uh, Americans are seeing through it, and they are seeing more and more of the truth. And I think that's why one of the articles I have on that October2011.org site, um, it, 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 it talks about the time is now. We have, I, what I do is I, I take a snapshot of protests in America. And what you find when you do that is there's protests going on all over the country, that are not being reported in the media. If the media reported what was really going on, it would look like America was in revolt. Yeah. Uh, because people all over the country are protesting about schools being closed, uh, about tuition increases, about health care abuse, about uh, banks not paying taxes, about foreclosure of houses, about Bradley Manning, about war, all over the country. Um, and, and, and I don't think there's any activist in the United States is aware even those who are heavily involved, like I'm involved in anti-war stuff, yeah, Bradley Manning stuff, you'd uh, think, economic justice stuff, and I wasn't aware of it all.
0: You'd think that there was no anti-war movement in this country if you watch major major media. But here in Keene, New Hampshire, right. every and I can assume this happens all, all across America, but every single week there are the, <clears throat> the tried and true, including myself. Not every week, by mind you, but I, I try to um, out there holding signs against the war from you know whatever time to about an hour every single week having our vigil i'm sure this goes on across the nation and it just i mean he gets no coverage zero and th- coverage and there are other towns,
1: towns here too how, how, how about 132 vets being arrested in december at the white house uh protesting how about 116 vets being arrested in march at the white house protesting how about you know uh, 30 people being arrested at quantico over bradley manning Did you i knew you that, know that one news? that I one knew, i knew because you covered it yeah. Because you're into it. Uh, but, if you, you know, it's not, it's not on CNN. I didn't know, you know about those not,
0: hundreds of vets getting arrested. Prior to that, I didn't
1: know. Exactly. And, you know, there and, and we had 132 vets arrested on a snowy day in Washington, D.C. in December, December 16th. Uh, and then on, and in March on the uh, anniversary of the Iraq War, uh, 116 were arrested. I mean, uh, that should be the news. And there was actually a, a article um, in a, a news media critique site um i wish i remember the name it's blanking on it right now but that interviewed a washington post editor who says that he, he that we that we, that should have been covered and there was no good reason for it not to be they don't cover that kind of stuff uh and you, know, you we'll see the same thing probably in october october 2011 and we have we'll be doing a, a an occupation of a plaza in washington dc like you did in part square and that, that'll be very char- hard
0: to get that covered kevin um can we do one more can can you do one more segment I got to get
1: going. Unfortunately, um,
0: how can people get involved?
1: Uh, BradleyManning.org is for the Bradley Manning. October2011.org for the Occupation of Freedom Plaza. Kevin Zees thank you. For-
0: talk live eight five five four five zero free that's the Sickle toll free call in line here on free talk live go check out news.freetalklive.com there you can find out you know g- get involved with free talk live find out uh, how to f- how to be involved with uh you know, our email updates twitter account facebook that kind of thing find out all the news that uh, is happening here into the future at free talk live uncovering the secrets and exposing the lies that's what the readers of freedomsphoenix.com get every day readers of freedomsphoenix.com are constantly provided the detailed real news that lies between the lines of propaganda and the relationship that we have with coercive governments freedomsphoenix.com offers up-to-the-minute updates on the economy technology communications and the rise of the police state go now to freedomsphoenix.com and sign up for their free daily dispatch i uh Get their free daily dispatch and really enjoy it. I do a lot of show prep off of it. I'm sure you'll enjoy it, too. It was an interesting article today, as a matter of fact, Wayne, Mm -hmm. um, on Freedoms Phoenix. They don't just do – they do all kinds of things. Um, This one was uh, apparently in the Vancouver Bay, Orcas Eat Sharks. Wow. Yeah. Who knew that crap? I Mm. mean, this is uh, apparently groundbreaking stuff. Uh, So go search Orcas Eat Sharks or something like that, and you'll probably find the news. (laughs) but i just thought it was wow wow who knew that you knew that orcas were really the uh the 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 cane of the wwe um you know comparative to the uh, the ocean out there they're they're the big strong one in the ocean but i didn't know that they were eating sharks apparently quite large sharks well porpoises also they don't eat them but they kill them yeah I've, i've seen i've seen that um i don't i haven't done a lot of research on it but this is this is something i read fresh today and porpoises and whales are all or porpoises and killer whales are all whales anyway, right? Yeah.
2: Well, no, porpoises are, are in the dolphin family. I think that that's a type of whale. Well, it's, they're, they're mammals. Okay. They're, I don't know. I don't think they're in the same family per we se. We should they not talk mammals. about
0: science. <laughs>
2: <laughs> not, uh, not unless we know a little more about that aspect of science. Yeah. <laughs> we, but you know what? I did have a couple of dolphins one time uh, prevent me from swimming right into a school of hammerhead sharks when I lived in Hawaii. Really? Bizarre. I was I was training for a, um, a rough water swim out of Waikiki, and I was I was kind of swimming out into the channel where the race was going to be. It was like a semi circle about two two and a half miles, and uh, all of a sudden I see these these fins, and I had goggles on. And I was swimming pretty hard doing the crawl. And and so I thought there were sharks at first. So I, I got I got hor- or a vertical in the water to get ready to kick them or something or fight whatever, them or whatever right? I had to do. And my heart started racing. What's the
0: last thing I'm going to do? I guess I'm going to kick at the shark.
2: Yeah. Whatever. It may whatever be. you're going to do. Yeah, I mean, you, what else? Yeah. Are you going you to go. Do? Holy crap! I see fins. So, you're not going to out-swim them. I can tell you that. <laughs> no, not at all. So I get I get up in the water and I realize they're dolphins. And they're kind of playful and they're kind of you know getting close to me and I was petting them and everything and and so they kind of I, I didn't realize at the time but they kind of turned me around and and I was and I started swimming back into the shore after they went away and and I got in my car about an hour later after I was in the beach a little while and I hear on the radio that there was a school of heart, hammerhead sharks spotted right where I was headed oh my and I was just Completely flabbergasted. Is it Providence?
0: Is it uh, little little guardian angel dolphins? I mean, who knows? They, when you when you see when things like this happen to your life, you you tend to want to ascribe some kind of you know meaning to it. Were the dolphins just playing with you, and it was uh, you know completely coincidental? Who knows? It's crazy stuff. I wouldn't be here right now, Mark. And, <laughs> <laughs> so I've got a story real real quick here that uh, apparently it's not just here in the United States where um, judges are insane about uh, recording in, in courtrooms. British prisons are full to the bursting. This is from BreakTheMatrix.com. British prisons are full to the bursting. Courts are working overtime, sending young people to jail for their role in the recent riots in England. And if you're sent to Leeds Prison, they will be languishing alongside an 85-year-old Norman Scarth. The senior citizen plied the Arctic Sea during the Second World War, risking his life and taking essential supplies to the Soviet Union in the most dangerous journey in the world. Now he's serving six months in prison on the whim of a British judge. His crime? Recording a court hearing. He said he did it because he was hard of hearing, but the judge didn't accept it. It was a very harsh sentence, and I believe it was because he's uh, uncovering corruption in the judiciary. And the judiciary see that and frown upon it, says uh, Chris Jarvis, a legal expert. I agree with Chris. Anytime you're uncovering some kind of uh, um, a corruption inside the judicial system, they really hate that. Mm -hmm. They come at you hard. Scarth is no stranger to the legal system. He won a case in the European Court of Human Rights banning secret hearings. Yet some cases in England are still heard behind closed doors. And unlike other EU countries, recording and taking photographs is forbidden. Are you kidding me? And the other, I mean, the other European countries you can take pictures and
2: record, and the United States and Great Britain, you can't? Well, when they say the other EU countries, Great Britain has not joined the EU, so... Uh, To some extent it is. Well, they 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 still use their own currency. currency. Yeah, that that much is true. I know that there's some rulemaking that the EU um, body has made that they're they're trying to impose on Britain... And most of the laws in the EU zone now are are actually just rules made up by unelected bureaucrats.
0: That, well, that's that is the uh, pattern of uh, lawmaking in all over the world. Sadly, Scarth attends demonstrations where he shouts about corruption in the police and judiciary, saying lawyer, a lawyers, police, and the courts are in cahoots. Oh, really? Hmm. He, he's going out of the limb. That's a <laughs> thin limb, and yeah. regularly <laughs> per- persecute and gag those that disagree with them. <gasps> this man is a he's a dissident. That's why uh, MP John Hemming suspects the judge was trying to silence him. We have, in theory, in this country freedom of expression, that is, people's right to speak about what they see as wrong as long as they're telling the truth, he told RT. And I'm worried about this as an attempt to gag an elderly gentleman who may or may not always be right, but... He has to. Um, he has the right to speak out. Luckily for Scarth, he has friends with knowledge of the law, and they're acting for him. Norman Scarth's supporters have uh, brought his case to the royal courts of justice. However, they do not feel justice is being served to him. Meanwhile, Scarth claims he is being denied essential medication in prison. His uh, case was adjourned for another week. And for an 85-year-old war veteran, every week is precious. Mm-hmm. I, I gotta say, you know, it's the first time I've heard about this going on in Great Britain, but I'm unsurprised. These people in the judicial system, they've got monopolies, and they have nearly no oversight. The cops, the prosecutors, and the judges, they all get paid by the same organization, and that organization is incentivized to keep their doings secret. They don't want people to see what's going on. They don't want to have public courts i mean they do everything here in Keene, new hampshire to keep people from attending these things i've watched it happen i've seen them reschedule court dates move courtrooms whatever they can do to uh to just screw with people in order to get it so that they're uh, demoralized and don't want to come to court cases they want to do what they do without people watching them and it's it's disgusting It, it, you know, it takes, it takes some time where you've got to see these things happen over and over again before you come to the conclusion that these criminals are are the ones that are claiming to protect us from criminals. I don't trust criminals to protect me from criminals. I, you know, how do you make it better? I think we're a long way from seeing competition in this area, but I think that competition really is the only thing that's truly going to provide better service. Competition provides better service in a myriad of different ways in the marketplace.
2: And it seems to me that competition in the, the courts would provide better service. Well, like the people in that realm always say, if you're not doing anything wrong, what are you afraid of? You have nothing to hide. Well, that's what that's what that's what they'll say that's really what uh government
0: advocates that are speaking in the news will say uh but you know they yeah they they don't want judges intimidated by cameras they don't want jurors intimidated and things like that you know jurors aren't getting intimidated they're getting handed information i, I mean this is i i don't know i mean and i think that the only solution here is um you know Trying to get some kind of competition. How that competition will look in the future, I don't know. I mean, people can try to put oversight committees and stuff like that in place. Could they do some good, I suppose. But I don't think that in the long run uh, – in the long run, the system learns how to work around itself. It it figures out how to serve itself. That's what politics is. That's what government is. It's uh, an organization that uh, you know is funded through coercion and rewards its friends and punishes its enemies. I was just talking to a friend today about, um, you know, somebody trying to be a, a lawyer fighting against injustice. Can you imagine how difficult that is? Can you imagine how hard it is to uh, to get things done? Once the judicial system discovers you're a lawyer that's not going to play along with how they do things, you know, go and back, do backroom deals and, mm. um, you know. I'm not going to say there's payoffs. I'm just going to say that there's uh, back scratching, the back scratching, and all this other stuff that goes on, um, all the plea bargains and that kind of thing. Once they figure out you're not going to play ball with them, then I don't. I wonder how you, how many cases can you win once everybody's against you? Once the mm-hmm. judge is denying everything he can possibly deny, once he no longer uses uh, you know discretion, once he just denies everything that you put forth,
2: I, you know. It's scary. It's scary well, to me. Well, the lawyers are supposed to be officers of the court, which means that they're biased as well. To some extent. Some,
0: some of many of them are. That's that's for sure. I think no. that they're ones that are trying to use the system for good. 855-450-FREE. Free Talk Live. 855 450
4: And now it's time for the Living Beyond Your Feelings Radio Minute with tips and advice on controlling your emotions so they don't control you. Here's New York Times best-selling author Joyce Meyer. Have your emotions been wounded?
5: You know, without confrontation of painful issues from the past, it's really impossible to go forward with a healthy soul. Feelings are very, very strong. And when they've been hurt or wounded, they often tend to control us. We let them control us. But we have to confront those things and not let them control us any longer. Many people have issues they need to face, perhaps even long-standing problems that go back as far as childhood. I was abused in my childhood, and I ignored it for a long time. But finally, I had to face it. I always say the only way out is through. Don't be afraid to face your wounded emotions. You are more than they are. For the Living Beyond Your Feelings Radio Minute,
4: I'm Joyce Meyer. For more information to help you control your own emotions so they don't control you, please visit Joyce Meyer. That's M-E-Y-E-R dot org. The average person has 70,000 thoughts every day, and many of those thoughts trigger a corresponding emotion. In Living Beyond Your Feelings, Joyce Meyer examines the gamut of feelings that human beings experience. She discusses the way that the brain processes and stores memories and thoughts. Then, emotion by emotion, she explains how we can manage our reactions to those emotions. Living Beyond Your Feelings, the newest book from New York Times best-selling author Joyce Meyer, is available wherever books are sold.
0: 855 free that's the SACL toll-free call in line, 855-450-FREE. You can give us a call, talk about whatever you want to talk about. You can uh, go to the website, freetalklive.com, upload whatever stories, blog posts, whatever you'd like. People vote them up, vote them down. Free Talk Live's interactive that way. Now, let's go to, I you know, here's a shocking story, Wayne, that uh, kind of passed me by. This happened in two thousand and seven and i don 't think we talked about this here on free talk live it 's been more than four years but there's been a ruling in this case and you know justices terrible swift sword and all um, finally for more than four years later we have uh, some kind of uh, a speedy trial yeah closure it 's not just a speedy trial this is the Tenth Circuit Court of Appeals uh, coming ruling on this but you know, we were talking in the last hour about how to uh, see improvements in uh, the judicial system. And the fact that it takes four years to find out a final disposition on a case to, is absolutely terrible. It's terrible customer service. You know, no business could get away with this. I mean, this is, this is ludicrous. Um, but let me read this to you. This is from thenewspaper.com. Federal court says that traffic stop does not justify home entry. Here's the story. A police officer has no right to pursue a minor traffic stop into a home, according to a ruling handed down Wednesday by the U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals for the Tenth Circuit. A three-judge panel considered what happened after police in Sulphur, Oklahoma, saw a suspect allegedly driving with faulty taillights on July the 23rd, 2007. Faulty taillights. Murray County Deputy Sheriff Craig A. Billings signals 17-year-old Joshua Burchett, who was driving the car, to pull over. Burchett continued on for two blocks, parked in the driveway of his parents' three-bedroom home, ran inside and hid in the bathroom. <laughs> Billings called for backup and sulfur police. Uh, I, you know, I can imagine why somebody would think this—that mm. they would think that you know, well, the, the I, once I get home, I'm I'm tag, I'm I'm safe, I'm at home base. They locked the bathroom
2: door and then too. Then they
0: have no ability to come after me, and. Mm, I don't think that's necessarily true, but you know, here in the house, uh in this case, it all like it was disastrous, but it all kind of finally worked out with the court, and I'll tell you how. So anyway, the uh the officer calls for backup and uh, a couple of other officers show up. Billings began kicking the door, which woke the parents. Jose and Christina uh, Mascoro. Jose Mascoro opened the door and Billings pointed a gun at his head, yelling on your knees MFR. Where is he? Where is he? Now, can you imagine what it is like waking up in the middle of the night, going to your door that's being practically kicked open by somebody and then having somebody pointing a gun at your head and talking like this? I mean, this poor guy had no idea, so obviously he wasn't being terribly compliant. How could he be? How could he answer this officer's question? So... I mean, I, I, he's lucky he didn't get pistol whipped or shot, frankly. Um, so when Christina Morosco asked whether Billings had a warrant, Ooh. she was blasted in the mouth with pepper spray. Okay, this lady asked the officer if he had a warrant here in the United States of America where, mm-hmm. you know, unless you've, a, unless you've got a warrant, you can't just go searching houses. He shot her in the face with pepper spray. Mm, that's disrespectful. Oh, that's, that's customer
2: service. That's also unprofessional.
0: Yeah, it's it's terrible. Billings then sprayed the other residents, including Morosco's fourteen-year-old son. Uh, Christina Morosco retreated to a back bedroom. I, by the way, I've been sp- uh, sprayed with pepper spray, and how she was able to do this is beyond me. She called nine one one. Officer Watkins pulled her outside while Depping, Deputy Billings kicked the door in on the bathroom, gun drawn, to retrieve Burchett. Jose and Christina Morosco, after being treated at the hospital, were arrested and charged with obstructing a police officer in the performance of his duty.
2: By asking for a warrant.
0: Uh, That's that's the only (laughs) thing they had any evidence of. The district court judge described the state of their home as ransacked after the officers left. Now, this is the judge. So if a judge, an officer of the court, is (laughs) Is describing, you know, a government bureaucrat is describing the actions of other government bureaucrats as having left the house in a ransacked shape. I can only imagine the disastrous shape it was in. Uh, So, So I assume these people were immigrants i don 't know I mean you know their, their names don 't sound all lily white if that 's what you 're asking mm-hmm. me i uh, uh, christina doesn 't sound particularly uh, you know who knows i I have no idea uh, this young son you want you want me to make a supposition based on names wayne i 'll go right ahead Jose is of a, a, a latino descent he is an American citizen. Christina is a um, uh, you know a your regular anglo-american who who found love in the uh, latin quarter and uh, her young son that's why her his name is billings and um so i mean this is uh she's got a couple of kids uh from uh you know previous marriage and then you know met the love of her life uh, jose that's my guess i'm hmm. only taking a poke at it with names i got no idea who these people are so <laughs> the morosco uh, sued claiming the officers made an illegal entry used excessive force <gasps> really had made a false arrest. Law enforcement officers moved to dismiss the case based on their qualified immunity from prosecution. They mm-hmm. argued that their actions were justified because they had been in hot pursuit of a fleeing suspect. Over a taillight bulb. <laughs> qualified <laughs> immunity. So how, America... How are you going to get good customer service out of your employees? And that's what they're supposed to be. Mm -hmm. The government employees are supposed to work for us. Protect and serve. How are we going to get these people to provide good customer service if we give them immunity from their actions? I want you to try to imagine employing somebody to do something around your house and then telling them that they don't actually have to do it. But they'll get paid hourly for not doing it. I mean, the police officers are supposed to be there to protect and serve people, just like Jose and Christina, and they didn't do that. Now, their young son Joshua certainly should not have run from the police over this tail light incident, but I'm sure he was scared. He probably had—I'm just guessing—he probably had something on him. He knows how young young men are treated by police. In a well, lot of there's cases. also
2: a lot more stories coming out about this type of police abuse, and maybe there was other police abuse in that area or that town. And they, they, he just didn't want to be around. He, he just thought, well, uh, these guys are scary. I don't want to get in the, their he clearly way.
0: Was, it, he was clearly operating from fear. There's no doubt about that. The appeals court considered U.S. Supreme Court precedent on the question to determine whether exigent circumstances authorized their entry into the home without a warrant. They found only felony cases allowed such entry into extreme cases. In extreme cases, excuse me, mm-hmm. we did not find the circumstances here amount to the kind of exigency excusing an officer from obtaining a warrant before entering a home," said uh, Judge Terrence L. O'Brien for the court. Good for him. The in- intended arrest was for a traffic misdemeanor, but he, he
2: misdemeanor, does,
0: yeah, traffic. Well, so I guess what the suggestion here is is that everything would have been okay with what these officers did if Joshua had committed a felony. And I don't think that's okay either. The first thing this officer did was point a gun at this guy's head. He was kicking this guy's door in and he pointed a gun at his head. This guy didn't commit a felony. You do not draw a weapon on somebody who has not committed a felony unless, as far as I'm concerned, drawing a weapon on somebody who has not committed a felony is, uh, it, it, it opens them, creates the right for that person to draw a weapon and shoot you.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, that's you only have the right to hold a weapon on somebody who would would have committed a felony, well, in my if, opinion. If
2: you're awakened in the middle of the night and you hear somebody breaking into your home, the first thing you're going to think is, "Oh, this is a burglar or or some some." I, uh,
0: these officers with their action are lucky that that's, that Jose didn't decide to just plug three rounds through the door, right? Instead of answering it,
2: yeah. I mean, and that would be very unfortunate. But but that's what you that's I'm, the right, risk I, you run as a police officer. That's probably why he held the gun to him because he didn't want to get shot.
0: Right. I mean right. I understand why he would Bang loudly on the door. I get that. We need mm-hmm. to get somebody's attention. It's late at night. I understand. Um, you know, a, a, a criminal has run into this home. I, I get all that. But the actions after that, this lady says, "You got a warrant." He sprays her in the face yeah. in her own doorway with pepper spray.
2: Totally un- inappropriate.
0: Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. These it, and this would not, in my opinion, be excused for a felon. These people weren't harboring anybody, and until you can prove that, you don't use this kind of force on them. There's a there's a little bit more here, not much. Um, what do you think, Mark? Could it be roid rage? I, I, don't, I'm, <laughs> I, I think that these people are just hyped up on their own power in a lot of cases. You know, the kind of people that would be petty dictators can be drawn to this, this uh, type of work. Absolutely. 855-450-FREE. Free Talk Live.
4: Another innovative American-made product from Ruger. Learn more about the Ruger LC9 at Ruger.com slash LC9.
0: Free Talk Live. 855-450-FREE. That's a Sickle toll-free call in line. one 855 450 Three, three. Are you tired of watching the value of the dollar plummet? Are you tired of banks charging you fees? Do you want to take back control of your own money? Take a look at Bitcoin. Bitcoin is the world's first decentralized, anonymous internet currency and is gaining popularity every day. It's free to accept, free to use, and free from inflation forever. You can use Bitcoins anywhere in the world. To learn more, visit weusecoins.org. Again, it's we use. Coins. org to find out more about the bitcoins. Been uh, looking at them here uh, recently. They've had a little little drop again. Sure, hope they go back up. Thinking they can, but um, you know they're really not intended to be a commodity. They were really intended to be a way to uh, to, to to buy, sell, and trade on the internet, um, sort of like using cash.
2: So. Yeah, it's a very interesting model, and I think if you're going to buy them, I mean, I, I always like to look, follow it for a while, and then wait for a dip. And this might be the dip. I don't know. In the dip?
0: <laughs> so anyway, let, let's real quick. I uh, got a call here on the, the line about the similar to this um, regarding this. But I want to real quick uh, finish up this article. This is uh, this Judge O'Brien here says from the Tenth Circuit. The intended arrest was for a traffic misdemeanor committed by a minor with whom the officer was well acquainted who had fled into his family home from which there is only one exit. Have you ever been in a home where there's only one exit?
6: It violates the fire
0: codes. It's really strange. I've never seen such a thing. The risk of flight or escape was somewhere between low and non-existent. Moreover, there was no evidence which could have potentially been destroyed, and um, there were no officer or public safety concerns. Police officers lose their qualified immunity if their on-duty actions violated a constitutional right. The panel found that these officers could be sued because they violated the Fourth Amendment protection against unreasonable searches and seizures. And, yep. This is uh, that's the case, you know that that wasn't worth doing. this. I don't think that they're even if it was a, a felony that they should have been able to do this to his parents, and that's mm-hmm. what they did. They just went bat s crazy on the, on his parents. Let's go to Howard in Pennsylvania. Howard,
7: hey Mark, how you doing? All's well. I wanted to say that as far as Costco, that I found like a really good approach for me that works well is like I tell them. They ask me something. I say, I didn't do it, and I don't know who did. And it really worked.
0: (laughs) If they they ask you anything, you just say, I didn't do it, and I don't know who did? Yeah. (laughs) And
3: And also,
7: um, the times that they've asked me questions, like, they asked me, did you ever use drugs? And I said, no, never. The first thing out of their mouth was, that's the right answer. (laughs) Like, that is the right answer, you know? Like.
0: That's always the right answer. It I, is. It I, I is. absolutely
7: did, don't tell them the truth. You guys say that all the time. Those, yeah. Like they lie to you, so you know. Just, and you know it is.
2: You mean it's so that, that if you said, "Well, I haven't done them in over twenty-five years," that would be
7: no, just say never, never, <laughs> never.
2: It's you know. It's, like,
0: you know it, 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 I I don't think you can be held liable for doing um, for, for telling you know some kind of fib to an officer when
7: Well, they'll find a reason. Cops
8: will do
0: it. Yeah, I think you. I think also, you've got to lie in these circumstances. I, I think the the proper answer, the legal answer, is officer. If you're conducting an investigation, please contact my attorney. Um, and you but
7: do have that down pretty
0: good. Usually, in my life, that makes
7: them make mad. So like
2: that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. Because <laughs> I don't like lying to people. Warned. Go ahead.
7: Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead.
2: I was gonna say I don't generally like to lie to people or police officers or anybody for that matter, but if somebody's asking questions that aren't appropriate, then I'll tell them so and not answer them.
7: I know, and it's none of their business. I guess you're right. The right reason is is to just come right out and stay but with police, you know, this is just my experience. It's it really is the best thing to say to them is just you know don't you know you got to play the way they do. Yeah. The way I, Mark, I was wondering like. You're really like a nice guy as far as you're like you know you're, you're you don't sweat cannabis like you don't have like a you don't smoke it as far as you say, but you're really like open and I appreciate that but like you seem like you might like it sometimes i mean I like <laughs> why doesn't your does your wife like she, just won't let you smoke it? You know,
0: I've had had experiences that, you know, some some drugs really appeal to some people more than they appeal to others, and and, you know, cannabis never was a big issue for me, um, one way or the other. My wife, um, whom makes my life better in so many ways uh, So it's worth it, yeah. Yeah, it's just worth it for me. I I, I appreciate you uh, approaching it, though. I mean, everybody's got to make their own decisions. Yeah, I
7: know. I just always wondered, because like Sometimes you seem like, you know, you might like it sometimes, (laughs) but you made a commitment to her and you told her that I wouldn't do that. And I understand that, you know, her background probably makes her feel a lot more secure, and you are a good guy. That was so awesome what you shared, like, the other day about how, you know, you've had difficulties in your life and you learn from them and you're showing people that people can be, you know, different and stuff.
0: Yep. That's and one of the reasons that, that
7: they're good people, you know, so, that's the
0: reason that I share my felony conviction with people. I know, I, I try so to tell cool. people about it because all kinds of different people can draw all kinds of different conclusions. Some people can say I'm a bad guy and I don't deserve to be able to be on the radio and that the success that I have is ill earned and blah, 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 blah. I've never
3: heard that. Uh, I, I've never heard that. I, I
0: absolutely that have <laughs> knuckleheads at that, yeah. but i Oh, sure. I've, I've absolutely heard people say that. But most people say to themselves, well, wow, that's an inspiring story from which I can, you know, glean something or other. Some convicted felons, they get out and they, they hear this and they say to themselves, well, man, if he can have that kind of success, I can have success too. And I, you know that's all I want is to be an inspiration in some way or another to people. Keeping the story hidden doesn't do any good to anyone. It just has me sulking in the dark someplace. I
7: know that's what i think so cool and you are you know my view was never like anything negative it's like i saw honesty and i see the person that you are and what you do every day so that's what matters to me so i just wanted to let you know that i appreciate your efforts and i know that you're busting your ass now that ian's not around that
2: much is true thank thank you yes he is
7: and and you know you too you're you're all right i like you guys show i kicked up my amping thing i'm going to try to keep it up as long as I can, but I appreciate your efforts. So thanks for letting me call and I appreciate your show.
0: Thanks for the call, Howard. Appreciate it. 855-450-3733. And this is, you know, that's one of the things here is my experience largely with law enforcement has been Pretty good. Um, you know, most of them have not treated me badly or anything like that. I didn't come, you know, I don't have bitter conclusions based on my personal experience with law enforcement. Mm-hmm. Um, I have certainly seen things happen to other people that probably were outside of the bounds of what would be considered constitutional by the United States courts. And I think that the way that we're going to rid ourselves of these kind of activities the way that you're going to have you're going to see law enforcement act in a capacity that is righteous rather than in a capacity that uh, you know it's the ends justify the means i think we have a lot of that going on Mm -hmm. is to have people videotaping holding officers accountable i would like to see a situation where um you know in the in the long run officers have to have video cameras on them at all times you know like little little tiny video cams right in their badges and if it's not working you get dr day's pay or something like that so some kind of punishment for not wearing your um your badge cam because the citizens deserve to know that have it automatically uploaded to a website where people from that town can look at what their cops are doing their employees free talk live eight five five four five zero free Do you want to take back control of your own money? Then take a look at Bitcoin. Bitcoin is the world's first decentralized, anonymous internet currency. And it's gaining popularity every day. It's free to use, free to accept, and free from inflation forever. You can use Bitcoins anywhere in the world. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.org. Your dollars are going down. Learn more about Bitcoins at WeUseCoins.org. That's WeUseCoins.org. Free Talk Live, 855 $450, 450 free. This is a toll free call in line here on Free Talk Live. That's 855 450 3733. Go check out listen.freetalklive.com. There are a myriad of ways to listen to Free Talk Live. We try to make it as easy as possible for you to listen to Free Talk Live. You can go to listen free talk live and find out all the ways that you can listen live streams many of our mini radio stations uh, satellite options webcam listen lines it's listen.freetalklive.com are you frustrated with the lack of freedom where you live are you tired of oppress of the oppressive state intruding on your business and personal life if you knew thousands of liberty loving individuals were all moving to the same place and getting active would you want to join them you can Join the Free State Project at freestateproject.org. Again, it's freestateproject.org. Let's uh, go to Ray in Texas. We're talking about this uh, uh, situation of cops abusing their authority. and Ray?
7: How are you doing? All's well. Uh, I, th- I think we need to take example from the Brazilians. Uh, if you go to YouTube and it was a soccer game, and what happened is this guy was carrying a sign out on the field, and the cops came and they uh, tased him and started just beating the crap out of him. Well, what the people in the stands did, they they—they didn't they stand for that. They got t- finally tired of it. So they all came down and rushed the cops. I mean, uh, like several hundred people just rushing the cops, and the cops were scared. I mean, really scared, like running off scared. So I think we all need to start sticking up for each other and stop being wimps, you know? Like,
0: yeah, I mean, the you know, there's
7: taser got tasered that time. You know, don't tase me, bro. I, why didn't people stand up that time? I mean, I don't understand people.
0: You kind of have that like, sound in your voice of the "Don't tase me, bro" guy. Can you just say, re- yell, yell for me? Don't tase me, bro.
7: Don't tase me, bro.
0: That's that's pretty good. Yeah, it's real good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's no reason. I saw that same video in, in Brazil, and there was no reason for those cops to just p- begin wailing on that dude like they did. No, I mean, that
7: one had they could have killed, killed him. him. he was beating the crap out of him.
0: They could have killed him. Um, what they were doing, and you know, I the the, I, the police got away without being injured in that one. They were just kind of chased off, isn't that correct? Exactly. So, I mean, i I've got to say that. Uh, I, I don't feel bad about what happened there at all, in the least. I don't think that the uh, a good solution for violence is uh, violence, and especially if you're dealing with the state. But uh, you know, no, but
7: if we can scare we can scare them off. I mean, in numbers, you know what I'm saying.
0: Numbers do tend to scare them, up. indeed.
7: If we start standing up like that, they won't be able to do anything.
0: Yep. Well, I think that the the single best thing that one can do is videotape, um, you know, what's going on. If you if you don't have numbers and it's really difficult to get numbers,
2: um, and you don't want to be one who ends up getting caught for being violent against police officers, but I think the camera is the best tool. Because
7: well, you know that one guy is going to jail for seventy two years for videotaping
0: now i'd be willing to bet it was 75 and i'd be willing to bet that um for one that's in illinois which has a specific specifically the law was written to protect police officers in like illinois maryland and virginia but there's been a, a ruling by the uh the first circuit court of appeals um that said that basically it is a right to videotape police officer you know public servants doing the public's will on public property so i like um people's chances Doing videotaping right now. Mm-hmm. I think that the you know the the basically the 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 movement, the zeitgeist, as it were, the uh, the the public um, awareness is is beginning to be shown on this issue, and they've got nowhere to hide. The cops have nowhere to hide on this one.
2: Yeah, and I think I, I the think active people should
7: start. Excuse me, I'm sorry. I was going to say. Think the, think people should okay, start, start learning their rights and what the actual laws are. Uh, you know, as if I if, if I were to be pulled over by a cop. I know what my rights are. I know that I'm not engaged in commerce, so the Texas Transportation Code does not apply to me, of course. But I, I know all that information already, and that's why I can actually rule over them because I know what the what, what the difference between a law and an ordinance is. You know.
0: So is this some um,
7: driving and traveling the difference?
0: Do you drive without a license plate on the back of your vehicle?
7: I I don't, I don't drive. I travel.
0: Okay, do, sorry. Do, do you direct a motorized vessel? <laughs> <laughs> um, without a, uh, some kind of government-issued well, license plate on the back of it?
7: It, it, it's a it's a private conveyance.
0: Okay, private conveyance. I've heard so many different terms for uh, um, what you know people will call them. Different terms that one will use. So um, I'm
7: not at that stage yet, but I do carry my papers, which is a fee schedule that I actually charge the city, state, or feds whoever pulls me over for pulling me over illegally, and I charge them.
0: Have you, you ever have gotten file, paid?
7: I have it I haven't had a chance to use it yet. Okay. But I do have friends that have and yes they have.
0: I want to see some video. I want to see the if you know they,
7: Actually if you if you go on YouTube there's a few videos on there that have exactly that.
0: I've seen some videos where people will like um they'll badger the cops with this uh, kind of information and things like that and but the I've, cops are scared. I I don't know. I mean, I've seen I've seen cops leave a guy alone that did that that talked about this stuff in Canada, which doesn't give me a lot of uh, hope by the way. Um because it's not in the United States. I want to I want it to be inside this jurisdiction. But, you know, I want to see them go to the courtroom. I want them to see to, to, you know, stand behind the rail, demand of the judge that they uh, you know, they meet their fee schedule and and you know, the, like the whole deal that they uh that they, you know, destroy my uh, give me the money that my straw man has and all these uh this these things that I've heard of because I just I I I have a difficult time internalizing all this. You
7: know, uh, you know Eddie Craig here in Austin, you know, no. he's a re, a retired uh, deputy sheriff, okay. gives a class on all this, and he drives without uh, license plate or, or license or the stickers or mm-hmm. anything. And uh, he, uh, you know, he's been pulled over before, and they've done the thing to him. But they, they're he's so knowledgeable of this stuff, they're not able to do anything to him.
0: I wonder whether there are a
7: few people there are a few people in the class that do drive without the license plates and all that you
0: know if I was going out hunting for uh, you know rabbits and I ran across a porcupine I'd probably leave the porcupine alone that doesn't mean the porc that I can't uh, that I don't have justification quote unquote to shoot the porcupine it just means that I'm not looking to eat porcupines because they're prickly and they're ornery and they're hard to deal with rabbits are just much better um, I can I can eat th- I can shoot skin and eat three uh, three rabbits in the time that it would take me to deal with this one nasty little porcupine and i'm wondering
7: knowledge is power and i I wouldn't doubt that the more power they're gonna have
0: i'm I'm with you on that i I just don't all this uh the the, the right to travel stuff is very interesting to me i just i'd like to see more proof i've been
2: emailed a couple of things it makes a lot of sense the problem the problem is some of the judges don't really uh they're going to disregard that, or they're going, to, they're going to obfuscate. And a lot of people don't really know how to use well, these that, laws that, properly. Exactly,
7: but that's why you're going to have to learn what's the difference between civil law, administrative law, and um, maritime admiralty law.
2: Admiralty law, yeah. Mm-hmm. You, did, did you see you that fringe that,
0: in the flag, Wayne? You know that there's a problem if there's a
2: fringe in the flag. It's admiralty court, yeah. Is see, there I, any court that's not?
7: My case, I would plead my case from the uh, the... the Ground, I would not plead it inside that little square that you have to go to. You know, the plaintiff, the defendant, and the judge. right but Once you enter into that, that's like entering into a ship, and the judge is like the captain, and he can do anything he wants to. He do not have jurisdiction over you until you get into that square.
0: I've heard it a hundred times, Ray. But um, you know, I've got to say, there's a court here in Keene, New Hampshire, the Keene District Court, where I have gone dozens of times uh, for different uh, people doing different stuff to watch uh, things, and there's no rail.
7: Well, you know, I guess people down here in Austin are doing it differently. They're educated on it, and they, I see oh, it happening all the but time. But do you
0: understand that there's no rail? That's what I'm telling you. There is no rail. No,
7: there's, a, there's their imaginary rail. Oh, now there's
0: yeah. an imaginary rail. What am I supposed to do with an imaginary rail?
2: <laughs> I know a guy who used to go to court with, a, with an American flag without the fringe, a small one. and He would stand up, and he wouldn't go into the square. He would just stand up and say, I'm here under the flag of peace. And he used to get positive results just doing that alone interesting well, I, stuff you know, i'd
7: love to get eddie craig on here because he is the one who is the most knowledgeable in this and he could just tell you the way it is and it's free talk it live well, and, eddie know. craig
0: can call in anytime he'd like at 855-450-3733 <laughs> we will talk I to will
7: him call him right i will call him right now and have him call you
0: all right Ray. thank you very much for the call all right. 855-450-free
2: Everybody. it's a free talk live sickle Cai call in line yeah, there's been a lot of interesting legal theories like that, and I've looked into some of them, and some of them seem to make a lot of sense. It's just a matter of how the courts handle them now, because the courts seem to be going downhill fast.
0: I yeah, I don't know. I mean, it seems to me you're completely at their whim. Um, you know, I mean, I've, I've I hope the best for those folks. I'm not trying to say I don't know. I mean, I I, I don't know if this is the secret. I'd love to know it. Free talk live. Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE, that's the SACL toll-free call-in line, 855-450-3733. You know, Free Talk Live, we love you so much that we even give you a mobile site. Go to m.freetalklive.com for all of your mobile application needs, make it easy on you. That's m.freetalklive.com. It, like everything on the website, is completely free, m.freetalklive.com. Are you a cigarette smoker? I was, too, for many years. And you know, they're not real good for your health. Chances are good they give you a disease, they'll kill you. There's a healthier option, 22,000 times healthier. Vaporsmiths.com. A a pack-a-day smoker will save $120 a month just by switching to e-cigarettes. And Vaporsmiths.com makes one of the best e-cigarettes on the market. It has a a good battery in it and um, a larger vaporizer. It will last, unlike uh, some of those chintzy ones out there. You uh, won't will have to deal with ashtray mouth anymore. No smell, no secondhand smoke, no smoke at all. You can use it just about anywhere. Free shipping on orders over $60 and a free starter kit with the purchase of 40 cardamizers with coupon code FTL. So you can get a free starter kit and free shipping with the purchase of 40 cardamizers by calling 855-2-GET-VAPOR or going to Vaporsmiths.com. 855-2-GET-VAPOR, Vaporsmiths.com. We, uh, in the last segment, we're talking to a gentleman about the right to travel and um, that kind of thing. And it's always a, it's an interesting topic here on Free Talk Live. Let's go to Adam in Manchester. Adam.
5: Hello, Mark and Wayne.
0: What's happening? Hello.
5: I'm calling looking for some sympathy because I'm so frustrated when I hear people who say the things that last caller says, like there's a difference between driving and traveling and that. Uh, Driving is a commercial activity, and there's just no basis in the law for these claims.
0: I, don't, I wouldn't know. I mean, you know, their, their laws are so thick and Byzantine. Um, so, I mean, you know, somebody is relying on uh, the law, the people not to know the law, because I certainly don't. I don't think anybody knows the law. From what I can tell, cops don't even know the law.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, lawyers don't know the law. Judges don't know the it's law. It's impossible to know all the laws. Look, I mean, the, uh, the, the law that we call, I mean, you could take a whole huge uh, college gymnasium and fill it full of books, and even that's not everything. And you couldn't read them in a lifetime. You couldn't read them in three
0: lifetimes.
5: Yeah, the the law is by definition whatever the judge says on the day that you're there. Yeah. And
0: uh, but um so so do you have some kind of expertise in this area and you can say that there is uh, uh you can factually state that there's no basis in the law, Adam?
5: I have looked into it and I have I have gotten into debates on the internet with people who claim that who make these claims and there seems to be one particular document circulating that is the origin of all these stories. Uh, and it's got citations to cases so it looks very official but i went through this document and i looked up every case and they're 201 they're taken out of context and not quoted correctly and most of them are from the era when driving was a new thing and some of them are for are from before there were driver's licenses
0: that was about the 1930s mm-hmm.
5: yeah and and they're from various states. The state, the law in each state is not the same either. But um, a few years ago at the Liberty Forum, I met a lawyer named Roger Roots. Roots. And he, yeah, he happened, he happens to have written an article on this very thing. He wrote an article, an article called "The Orphaned Right," the right to travel by automobile, that was published in the Oklahoma City University Law Review. Okay. And. He, it's it's exactly on the. Excuse me, it's exactly on this topic. He goes through the history of this right, and the bad news is, there is no right to travel. There's no right to operate a motor vehicle or an automobile. Call it whatever you want, on public roads.
0: So, do you mean by so (laughs) when you say right? Do you mean like a a legal right? Like the the law does not recognize the right to travel? Because I would say that there is a right to travel on a road that they force you to pay for but you know i i should be able to take a, a big wheel down the the road if that's what i feel or a like, horse, what, what or about when people
2: what, what about when people traveled by horse and buggy did they have to have a license for that
5: no and a horse might riding a horse around might be the only way to not risk being pulled over
0: oh uh, you probably risk dying but <laughs> <Yeah>.
5: <laughs> then you, well there's a whole nother set of laws if you want to own horses though so yeah. Not clear that's going to minimize your government interactions.
0: So would you be consider would you consider yourself a legal expert in this area and you're saying that there is no basis in law for these claims? Yes. <laughs> so that's what is what your expertise? I'm, I'm looking I'm looking I'm trying to, I'm digging here Adam uh, <laughs> upon what do you claim this expertise?
5: Okay, I am a member of the New Hampshire Bar Association.
0: Okay. I knew that. I, I wanted you to say that.
5: <laughs> but don't believe me because I'm saying that. Don't um, I don't want this to be about my expertise and my authority. Uh, rather, my point is that the law is written down. It's there's law libraries. People, who, it takes a long time, but it's not a secret. And people who well, know more than I have about this have done the research.
0: It is. It is a secret if people haven't. Um, you know, if people don't know the information. So if uh, you know, and, and you said that the article by what was this gentleman's name again?
5: Roger. I Roots,
0: R-O-O-T-S. Okay, um, please, if you would, send me that article um, through email so that I can look at it and have uh, you know, have some kind of information. Because we've been hearing this for years on Free Talk Live, and frankly, I don't know
2: anything about it. And there have been ex-sheriffs uh, and ex-police officers who have asserted this and actually done it. For There's a guy out in California, Dr., uh, what was his name, Richard McDonald, I believe. He was an ex-police officer, and he drove with no license plates and no driver's license, and he and he he was left unscathed
5: was the reason because he was using these magic words about uh admiralty law and
2: well something like that i don't recall it's been a long time since i heard about it but i remember reading about it and i found it intriguing but it's not like i wanted to go out and do it too
0: right i, I always wonder about this adam because i've seen some videos i saw a video of a guy in uh, canada somehow get out of some stuff by you know using some of these uh you know these incantations essentially with these police officers and they let him go i mean they didn't say you're justified um, you're a justified man on the land so be be ye free <laughs> non-citizen non-cit- yeah. of the several states i mean they didn't speak back to him in incantations or anything but it no. did seem like you know these guys could to you know kick this guy's grill in and taken him off to jail if they would felt like it and they didn't do you have any ideas I why have, that happens
5: I have, I have seen some of these videos from canada i don't know if we're talking about the same one but i know one in particular it looked a lot like the video um when pete and edema were in greenfield and the judge just got flustered and walked out of the room And uh, I typed this guy's name, the Canadian fellow, I typed his name into the Internet, and I very quickly found an article from the day after that video was made about how the whole case was proceeding, and that was just a minor hiccup in the distribution of justice. Interesting. And it did not, uh, the, the video shows what it shows, it doesn't show what happened afterwards.
0: Mm. You know, and that's it's a very important aspect of it. There's no doubt about it. And you know, we've seen some videos. Um, you know, from you were mentioning Liberty on tour and Tour dot com, their videos. And there was another instance where they stood up to some police officers uh, for the right to film or something like that. And the police, you know, give up and go away. It's all very interesting, but it seems like the law is kind of whatever the cops want to do at that given time.
5: Yes, they well, they do what they didn't get away with and if they get away with it then by definition it
0: was legal right if they got away with it it was legal so um if if somebody's if somebody's invested time and energy into this whole uh you know traveling on the land thing uh that we're talking about the admiralty law stuff what kind of questions would you have uh for them what questions should they ask the people uh, who are mentoring them
5: i want to see your legal authority that means a case a statute, a regulation, a constitution, something that the government published that supports this.
0: Because I mean That's if you're going to drive without a without a license plate on the road, um you know, I mean some people have some people claim to do it. There's no doubt about it, but um you know, it it seems like you're going to run into some problems at some point.
5: Do you know someone who's claimed to do this successfully? I
0: I Successful. no, we well, know in real life.
5: The last caller said, I haven't done it myself, but I know someone who did. That seems to be always the story. I haven't myself
0: but well, you 'll always find somebody who'll claim to do it what do you do when you when they stand in front of you and say that they 've done it? Call them a liar i don 't know i mean are
5: you, <laughs> have you been in that situation i have not
0: i 'm not driving around in a car without a drive, well, license plate on no, i've got better met? things to have do than chat with uh, police officers on the side of the road about my constitutional right to travel and why it is that I have to pay for this road through my property taxes but uh, so, have people
5: you met somebody who makes that claim what's that Have you met somebody who
0: I'm sure I have. am sure I've met people that have made the claim that they uh, have driven without the uh, uh, without a license plate. I'm sure I've met them in I, I real life. I
5: forward to the day when I meet
7: that person.
0: <laughs> Adam, thanks for the call. Thanks, 855-450-3733. That's the Sickle toll free call in line here on Free Talk Live. Eight five five four fifty free. Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL toll-free call-in line here. You can call in, talk about whatever you want to talk about. During the last uh, couple of segments, we were talking about this uh, right to travel idea, the idea that uh, you have the right to travel if you are not conducting commerce on the roads that uh, you can, say, conduct your vessel, your uh, vehicle, your whatever whatever term. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what the terms are. uh, Without getting government papers and government license plates. And it's very interesting stuff. I've heard a lot of people make a lot of claims, and I've heard, you know, somebody called in to rebut it, a lawyer called in to rebut it. Let's go to Bill and Mass here. Bill. Hi, Mark. Hey, how are you?
9: Pretty good. Hey, um, I've done the right-to-travel thing in Massachusetts, just uh, south of Winchester, New Hampshire, and through the same court where Pete and the Demo from uh, Liberty on Tour and Cop Block, I won their case recently with the wiretapping thing.
0: Yeah, is that the the Greenville or uh, court or whatever it is? Greenfield.
9: Field, and you know, you do have the right to travel.
0: Just talk talk and, right into your phone, Bill. I, I'm kind of missing you a little so bit there.
9: You do have the right to travel if everything, if the courts and all the systems weren't hijacked. Um, basically, yeah. You have all your paperwork in order. You can get the case dismissed,
0: and the paperwork and, is what
9: um in Massachusetts, the key here is to use use rule nine um to question jurisdiction under duress okay actually uh win it on uh jurisdictional grounds that the court doesn't have. Uh, the right to decide on it at all. So they just dismiss it and it goes away.
0: So does that really mean it's the right to travel, or does that mean that uh, the court doesn't, you know, for whatever reason, there's some kind of loophole in jurisdiction in this case?
9: Well, they have to, um, they really do have to honor your your rights if you uh, are a belligerent claimant um, demanding you be represented, because the courts really do work in all jurisdictions where, they may be admiralty court at face value the way they treat most people through their administrative process. But if you have your paperwork in order, like um, like lawyers never seem to get in trouble and police get out of a lot of trouble, well, a lot of those people are invoking their rights through more of a common law, um, case law approach. And mm-hmm. so they get off. So once you get the knowledge to learn about, um, protecting your rights uh, through those means, um, you'll just get processed through, and you'll lose your license, and you'll get arrested, and you'll get thrown in the cage.
0: So, how does one get this knowledge? I mean, is it through, you know by going and doing it and, and losing? Is it, is it knowledge through loss, or is it knowledge through you know studying? I, I you know I, I still don't you know in Massachusetts it's say it's rule number nine or something like that, but you know I wouldn't know what to do here in in New Hampshire, and every state's going to be different, and there's fifty of them.
6: And well, well, most
9: states except New Hampshire have a Rule 9 because it is a federal rule of court procedure. It's also one of the federal rules, but it's also here in Massachusetts. And most other states except New Hampshire, which is really scary to me. Um, you can't question jurisdiction in New Hampshire at all. There's no rule in their court system for it when there is federally. So I would suggest that most people in New Hampshire use federal courts uh, at all possible. Hmm. Rule Nine. You can put in Rule 9 of... Um, federal procedure or Massachusetts court procedure, and you can just read it where it says there's been a mistake, a duress, um, no jurisdiction through subject matter, you know, because uh, like the Mark Stevens does that court, the court doesn't have subject matter jurisdiction unless they have a um, a litigant with a claim or a, or a monetary damage. I see. You know, so the,
0: the claim is that um, there is no jurisdiction for the court if there is no victim Of the crime, and since you're traveling on a road that you paid for through your taxes, that there is no victim for not having a a driver's license and a license plate or whatever, right?
9: The same way, if a rapist, if the victim of a rape um, doesn't take the stand, then they have to dismiss. You know, it's as simple as that. You know, the the state, you know, under law, when everything's done properly with the right documentation and motions and everything, you have to have a victim take the stand and testify against you. So a lot of police take off their uniform and stand up there as the citizen, and then they testify, and that's really not legitimate either. You know? Yeah.
0: That, well, I, you know, the, this, the police officer hasn't been hurt by, by you driving without, a, <laughs> driving without a license plate. That's not
9: legitimate. I ended up getting a driver's license because through all my research, and I, I've determined that more or less we're under occupation with the way things are actually run or run like Afghanistan or Iraq, you know, if you don't comply, you get gunned down eventually. I mean, so under occupation, we, I just do what the forces make me do so that I don't get terrorized. I mean, the police right now, when they hit your license plate on an automatic laptop license plate reader, and it says unlicensed owner of the vehicle, I mean, they come around and chase you like they want to kill you. So to me, that's not worth it. So
0: I would agree. So do you um you've driven without license plate or license, driver's license because I mean everybody who's listening has gone and gotten in their car without their driver's license in their pocket but um you know it's it's a much bigger deal to uh, to get into a vehicle that doesn't have a license plate screwed into the back of it
9: Well you know that the license plates originally you know were more for just an ID if so they're so a hit and run Sure yeah,
0: That's, that seems to be the only legitimate reason to me to have one of these things. If it's used in a bank robbery or you know, a hit-and-run accident or something like that, I don't oh. see why you have to re-register the thing every single year. For that seems pointless to me.
9: For eight years under Bill Weld in Massachusetts, he got rid of that because he said exactly what you just said. Um, but Romney came in, I believe, and turned that around and got the revenues back again. But Massachusetts did go eight years. They went two terms with no... Um, annual late fee, so that was pretty good. once you were registered in, and that unless you changed cars, you know, it just there was no more fees. Interesting. It was,
0: it was good. Yeah. Um, well, they're going to find a, a way to give you a, a new tax on you know every every way they can possibly lay a tax down on you. They're going to do it. Bill, thank you for the uh, the information. Appreciate it. Let's. You know, g- it's
2: funny the way I heard it. With, with Romney is that he raised a lot of those fees, but then he cut a few taxes so that he could say he cut taxes in Massachusetts.
0: That's, uh, that's how it goes, right? Political they, politician. We they call them taxes, we'll call them fees, we'll call them levies, we'll call them you know, whatever they want to call them. They can do it. Let's go to Jeremy in Florida. Jeremy?
6: Yeah, hi. I guess it's Mark. You're the host. I just wanted to caution people not to get too excited about the concept of the right to travel. Um, you can only travel if you have absolute ownership in the thing you're traveling in, and you don't get that when you get a car that's either been license-plated somewhere, or if you get a car from a business called a car dealer, because Mm -hmm. they keep the original uh, Title. title on the car, which is the manufacturer's statement of origin or certificate of origin, and that's sent to the driver's licensing and the license plate people. So it's a fast way to get into a lot of trouble, and there is some success around the country over a lot of the past 20, 25 years, but that's because there's small counties and small city kind of courts that aren't used to having 25, 30 documents filed in you know, a simple little traffic court setting, and so they'll dismiss the case yeah. just to move on to collect fines from other people. But well, it is a nice way. Go
0: ahead. And um, in, in here in New Hampshire, and I know it's many other states, that once a vehicle is beyond a certain age, that vehicle doesn't even need – you don't even have a title for it anymore. They take the title, they destroy it, and there is no title for the vehicle any longer. So nobody – I mean, the state isn't claiming ownership at that point because the only thing you have as a, a statement of ownership is a bill of sale. So, um, you know, how is it in a circumstance like that that the state claims ownership on a vehicle for which there is no title?
6: Well, I haven't heard of that concept of uh, not owned. Maybe the original title—I I would kind of think that the state would keep it somehow as an asset or whatever in its books. And um, the the story that I tell people is that the thing that a lot of people get is called a certificate of registration. It's kind of like if you are a coach in the little league or the school team, the team signs a thing called a certificate of appreciation. The kids have the appreciation and you get the certificate. So the certificate of appreciation isn't the same as the appreciation, same certificate of title, not. But there's a. Jeremy, thanks for the call.
0: we are going to have to let you go. Free Talk Live, 855 450 3733. Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL toll-free call in line here on Free Talk Live, 855-450-3733. Are you on any medications? Are you getting your meds at a local pharmacy? If you are, you're likely paying more than you have to. There's a better way. Discount Prescription Services will get your meds at discount as high as 70% off, and they'll deliver them right to your door. All you have to do is go to meds.freetalklive.com. They've, uh, they're have on the page. You can click to become a member, and uh, or you can call the telephone number that there's, that's there on the page. They'll walk you through this, the, the process every step of the way. They third-party certify all of their drugs to make sure that uh, there's no counterfeits involved. The customer service is excellent, and you'll save big time. It's meds.freetalklive.com. Whether it's Zetia, Nexium, Lipitor, Ablify, Boniva, Cialis, or Viagra, it's meds.freetalklive.com dot com. Wayne, you got some interesting quotes from European leaders that kind of suggests that they might know that the economy is circling the toilet bowl ready to go down.
2: Yes. There's a post on the economic collapse blog entitled 20 quotes from European leaders that prove that they know that the financial system in Europe is doomed. It starts out this way. The financial crisis in Europe has become so severe that it has put the future of the euro, and indeed the future of the EU itself, in doubt. If the financial system in Europe collapses, it's going to plunge the entire globe into chaos. The EU has a larger economy and a larger population than the United States does. It does? Yes. The EU also has more Fortune 500 companies that than the United States does. If the financial system in Europe breaks down, we are all doomed, they say. So I'll, I'll, there's a few little other Paragraphs in this intro, but let's get down to the quotes because I think they're pretty juicy. Yeah. And, you know, I, I'm a sucker for a good financial uh, pez- pessimism porn story, <laughs> <laughs> as some people call it. But uh, these are real quotes. So this is not, you know, I'm inherently an optimistic person, Mark. And so I, I like to qualify that because,
0: it, I, you know, this, it's, it's funny when you know that the financial system is rigged, you know, it's going down. People will look at you like you're a pessimist or you're a bear or whatever term they'll use. I don't look at life that way. People would say, people that know me, my wife, would say that I am tragically optimistic. Not the other way around. But when people hear me do the show, they'll say things like, well, you guys on Free Talk Live, you don't like nothing. You're right. We don't like things where people are lying, people are cheating, and people are stealing. And Mm -hmm. frankly, we talk a lot about politics and religion, and there's a lot
2: of that that goes on in there. Well, I think that you have to um, bring people's awareness of the fact that this thing called the state they're worshiping is not worthy of their worship. That's the first step in getting people to the next step to, to um, create a better world. So anyway, getting back to these quotes from world leaders, let's take number one, Polish finance minister, Jacek Rostowski, he quote, European elites, including German elites, must decide if they want the euro to survive, even at a high price or not. If not, we should prepare for a controlled dismantling of the currency zone. That's a big one. Right there. Well, I
0: mean, that's a reality of the situation. Basically, I mean, you know, he's only laying it on down either. I think that the the euro was a bad
2: idea. I'm sorry. Very bad. They centralized monetary control over a larger area with one interest rate and one currency. And it's been a gross failure because some of those countries needed to have higher interest rates and and, uh, they needed to have set their own monetary policy. And they couldn't because they had only one group setting the monetary policy. And you know if you if you're
0: going to have uh, an organization setting monetary policy, you're going to need that that organization
2: needs to tax and needs to control the um it needs to govern. Well, the EU does. There are there are EU taxes that are separate from their own national sure. taxes. Uh, but again, there are there the look EU- how look how Greece ran its economy. Um, it
0: it ran it on euros, but it spent like it like it was going out of style. It mm-hmm. stole like it was going out of style. Uh, Portugal, Spain. Ireland, Italy; these countries are teetering on the brink.
2: They're financially irresponsible, and, and then the irresponsible countries, like more responsible countries like Germany, have to keep bailing them out because Germany is an industrial powerhouse. They create the most wealth out of that whole eurozone, and and the whole arrangement does not make any sense at all. It's it's, it's becoming too centralized and too complex. Therefore, it's doomed to failure and to collapse. Indeed. So uh, let's see. Number three. Oh, I'm sorry. Number two. Uh, Stephane Dio, Paul Dunovan, and Larry Hathaway. Of I do Swiss not banking. by the way envy you at all, having to come up with all these foreign names. Go ahead. <laughs> That's okay. I'll, I'll rough my way through it. If I screw up, it'll just be a whatever. It'll be fun. They can send Interpol to come get us. But these three fellows with foreign-sounding names of Swiss banking giant <laughs> U, UBS said, "Quote: Under the current structure and with the current membership, the, the euro does not work." Either the current structure will have to change or the current membership will have to change. That's a big one.
0: It's the, it's the God's honest truth. I mean, I, I don't see how one could, could you know, expect anything different. You can't have these 20 or so autonomous states doing whatever the heck they want um, with the expectation and the understanding that the other states will bail them out because you're giving them incentives and humans respond to incentives mm-hmm. that's you know it's the it's the bottom line rule of economics not just regular folks but politicians too and these politicians are incentivized to do this you know these Greeks are taken to the street they're protesting the austerity measures and you know these are the these are the people that supposedly they elected right yeah. that have robbed them but now they want to be made whole by germany and France and Great Britain. And that's not fair to those people in those countries. So you're going to see those countries, uh, you know, they to, the ones that have the money, that have the more solid uh, economies, are going to say, no more of this. Well, those, Something needs to change. Those countries
2: also have a higher savings rate, too. And, and these, uh, um, the so called pigs, they call them Portugal, Italy, Ireland, Greece, and Spain. Uh, they all uh, should have higher interest rates, but they've had artificially low interest rates, and, and having that loose money was just a, a ticket to have a big party for them. Because a lot of those southern European states are, are more touristy and they're more uh, socialistic, and and they just they don't like to work that hard, <laughs> well, <laughs> and they like to retire at fifty. With full benefits, yeah,
0: I don't know how you're gonna, you know, <laughs> some of these uh, work weeks that uh, that they they do, even in Germany, they, they man, they have uh, like six weeks vacation and all this stuff. That's pretty rare here in the United States to get six weeks um, of vacation. I frankly, after six
2: weeks, you'd have to retrain me on how to do the job. I mm-hmm. wouldn't even know. Well, that gets us to number three. EU President Herman Van Rompuy says. The Mr. Euro- Van Rumpel. Yeah, Mr. But listen to this. This is interesting. He says the euro has never had the infrastructure that it requires. In other words, we don't have enough power at the EU over these countries. They don't, and, and if they you don't. want
0: to run the euro. Yeah.
2: And, and, you know, I mean, they're,
0: they're, all these guys are basically speaking to the same thing, which is either you can have this uh, super state, you can have the super state with this, uh, you know, great big, uh, you know, monetary system and
2: bureaucracy,
0: or you can have these little states that are doing whatever the heck they want
2: and they're responsible for their actions. But you can't have both. But the problem with Europe is it's so tribal that people don't want to give up their national identity they Understood. don't want to give up their language They're they don't not want do want to give up that. their customs they don't and, and, and that's okay i want it's when gonna I go break. to italy the
0: eu is going to break apart
2: yeah cuz when i go to italy i want to, i want to see italians yeah when i go to spain i want to see spaniards i want you know i want i want to experience the, the, their yeah. their uh, culture so by trying to make it all homogeneous it's 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 just unnatural I, the, the 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 citizenry the uh,
0: the people of that of, of that continent are not going to go for that
2: i don't think so no
0: Free Talk Live, 855-450-3733. Give us a call. Talk about what you want to talk about. Bitcoins. You can buy them and you can sell them. They're a great little commodity. You can accept them for your own products and services. But what do you do once you have them? Why you spend them, of course. SpendBitcoins.com allows you to spend them all in one place. From spendbitcoins.com, you can spend your bitcoins at major online retailers such as Amazon, Fishpond, Barnes & Noble, memory dealers, and more. When you want to spend bitcoins, go to spendbitcoins.com. Free Talk Live, 855-450-3733. It's called. Talk about what you want to talk, to talk about here on Free Talk Live. Are you thinking about starting a business? Here's a word the wise. Incorporate at LegalZoom.com. Incorporation can help protect you against frivolous lawsuits that could wipe you out. Legal LegalZoom.com is both fast and easy, and they do all kinds of legal documents there. Patents, wills, trademarks, living wills. Anything that you need, these common legal documents, LegalZoom.com can do them. And you can get $10 off with your order by using coupon code FTL. That's FTL is in Free Talk Live at LegalZoom.com. Let's go into the calls here with uh, Julian from South Africa. Julian?
8: Hello. Hello. Hi. Um, uh, it's... Uh, just want to say i recently found out about free talk live i might be one of your only listeners in my side of the world
0: okay well um, we get some listens we get some some downloads in africa believe it or not
8: all right that's um but i just want to say some of the stories i've been reading about uh, like from reason and other sources uh depressed the hell out of me because uh you know especially from my side of the world we look up to the u.s as like a beacon of freedom you know the like I wouldn't say perfect example, but like pretty much up there. Yeah. And uh just to read about some of the things that are going on just uh you know, it's a bit depressing. Yeah, well, right.
0: I mean um, you know, here's this beacon of liberty around the world is becoming less free and under it's, siege. Yeah, it's uh it's 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 gotta be disheartening.
8: But um to give you a sense of proportion to to prove that it actually is a, a better than well, say of here, we're not a, South Africa isn't as bad as India, but Uh, Let me run this through you. Let's say, in theory, your president uh, was being investigated for corruption by the FBI. So he, with the full backing of Congress, disbands the FBI, makes it a new organization and puts puts it under the jurisdiction of the Secret Service. That sounds crazy, right?
0: Yeah, that does sound crazy. But
8: But that's exactly what's happened in South Africa, exactly what's happened. We used to have our own kind of FBI over here they were investigating our president and that's uh have the full backing of parliament and that's exactly what he did.
0: Jeez. So uh, that pretty much so, tells um, anybody in law enforcement that you can't go after somebody who's in uh you know at least national level uh power, right?
8: Oh yeah, there are politicians in South Africa uh you don't want to touch. Um I think there's only one libertarian uh think tank in South Africa. It's it's um mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Um and get some good articles about what's going on over here. But um, I'm just, like, waiting for one single country. I think Hong Kong is maybe is going to lose its number one spot in the next 10 years. But just one country anywhere who ticks all the right boxes on liberty, on fiscal policy, you know, and I'll I'll immigrate there. If New Hampshire succeeds. I'll... I'll
0: go there. But, <laughs> well, um, that's what I, uh, you know, I, I, some people in New Hampshire would like to see a secession. I think that that's a ways down the road. It's uh, it's a pretty rare bird uh, secession. But I would just like to see some kind of nullification of the government's laws. The, the state of New Hampshire has the rights of a country. It set, um, you know, it, it moved into the Constitution as a free and autonomous country. And as far as I'm concerned, it has the right to opt out. The government has stepped well beyond its constitutional bounds which gives the uh, state of New Hampshire the the ability to opt out of whatever rules it would consider unconstitutional.
8: All right. Yes. Um. U.S. states have a lot more power than local provinces, at least over here. Yeah. Um, I just want to end off with one uh, question to ponder. Um, so according to uh, people like Ron Paul, uh, the government should be limited to certain things. And, uh, Let's say you allow for something like uh, gun, cont- uh, gun ownership and a pretty liberal uh, gun policy, but there has to be a limit, right? I mean, um, anyone with enough money, they can't just buy a tank or buy some huge destructive weaponry, uh, because if that was totally unregulated, anyone could uh, make that if they had enough money. So, well, I would uh, say I'm that. Just wondering your, your thoughts on that. Well,
0: this is an interesting. This is all, this is where it always goes, right? With the mm-hmm. uh, right to bear arms. And first off, I would say that you wouldn't be able to um, to drive a tank on on the road because it would destroy the road. So having a tank would be essentially just having it on your property. And a tank isn't a gun. A
2: tank is a vehicle with a huge cannon on Big it. Gun on it. Yeah.
0: And I would say that you know if if somebody wants to spend their money on a tank, I don't see a particular problem with them spending their money on a tank. Where I get into the issue is uh, sort of nuclear weapons. When you're talking about a weapon that would that can't wipe out one person, an aggressor, then it has—I mean, it has to wipe out, say, a city size or at least a town size area.
2: And if it goes off on your property, it's going to destroy your neighbor's property too. Right.
0: Then what you're doing is you're you're threatening people. You're aggressing against them. You can own a gun, but you can't point it at my forehead. Um, that's you know that your your rights ends in there. So. Um, you know that by having a nuclear weapon you are threatening the people around whomever you might use it on so i'm of the opinion that uh, nuclear weapons by their very the, the ownership of nuclear weapons is an aggression upon other people it's a threat so how do you deal with that I don't know. You can't unlearn nuclear weapons. Um, you know, can you let them not get into the hands of civilians? You can try. Um, at this point, I don't know that there are any, uh, corroborated stories that nuclear weapons have gotten into the hands of civilians. The best of my knowledge, they certainly right. haven't been used by a civilian.
8: All right. I, I th- actually, I think, um, I saw, was discovery channel, some guy in 95 stole a tank and, uh, um, i can 't remember which u s city it was drove it through um, uh, the town, and the police couldn 't do anything until he got stuck on a highway
0: yep and there was <laughs> another instance with a, a thing called a killdozer. a guy basically made his own tank um, and uh, you know there 's been instances yeah it 's hard to take down a guy in a tank there 's no doubt about it um, but you know i mean one one would wonder why did those people put together those tanks that they made and why did they drive them around? And usually they have some grievance almost to a man. Those people have some grievance against the government. And when you look into it, their grievance is kind of legitimate. So to some extent you have this uh, sort of aggression, breeding aggression situation.
8: All right, Yep. Okay. Well, I just want to say uh, you guys are doing a good job. Thank um, you, Julian. I'm very happy listening
0: to you. Appreciate the call all the way from South Africa. Yes. It's, uh, it's always interesting to hear the different accents of English speakers, you know. Uh, Wayne, please go on with the uh, t- twenty quotes from uh, European elite, indicating that they know that the crash is coming.
2: Yes, Ger- uh, German number four, German President Christian Wolf said, "I regard the huge buy-up of bonds of individual states by the European Central Bank as legally and politically questionable." Article no, uh, one twenty-three of the treaty. On the EU's workings prohibits the ECB from directly pur- purchasing debt instruments in order to safeguard the central bank's independence. So, in other words, the, what they're doing is they're having to bail these countries Bond-tizing out them. and buy and buy bonds. And they're they're at a desperate phase right now, trying to keep that whole thing together with spit and glue, so to speak.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's they're doing their best, but um, you know what I worry about is what is it going to mean for the world? It's you know it's it's interesting if Greece falls, then so what, right? But as I understand it, there's a domino effect that's, mm-hmm. that could come into play that could really sink the world into a much greater uh, depression
2: than we have dealt with so far. And there's also some talk that that Greece and some of those other countries that are in really big financial trouble, uh, there are hooks into the U.S. financial system. In other words, there are U.S. banks and probably even the Federal Reserve because the Federal Reserve now has admitted that, that they've lent money to some of these foreign countries that uh that will also affect us over here as well. And it doesn't surprise me when you consider that the way some of these countries got into the EU... years ago was to doctor up their balance sheets and some of the the wall street banks helped them doctor up their balance sheets to qualify to To be in the eu to be in the eu to begin with because they the eu is just so hell bent in getting all these members and having this big the bigger
0: uh, an organization gets the easier it is to lie with the 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 pencil you know to to create some kind of situation that's just not true as far as the numbers go and you know it was it, it it would have seemed that the the EU was doomed from the beginning but you know i what do i know 855 450 3733 free talk live what do you think e u going to go under That's the sickle toll-free call in line here on Free Talk Live. You might be able to get slipped in here by the end of the show. If you give us a call at 855-450-3733. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some really great rates on some gold and silver coins over at gold.freetalklive.com. Stuff I've picked out in order to be easy to comparison shop so that you can be certain that you're getting the best rates, go to gold.freetalklive.com. It's a good time to buy. I don't think that gold and silver are going to be going down much anytime in the near future. Maybe you can buy on a dip. I don't know, mm-hmm. but uh should buy. There's gold.freetalklive.com. There's
2: gonna be... Yeah, there's going to be some dips, but the overall trend seems to be up. Just bought some precious metals today, as a matter of fact. Gold.freetalklive.com.
0: I did personally. So let's go to Kurt in New Hampshire. Kurt.
2: Hey, Kurt.
3: Hello. Well, you, you guys were on firearms. and That's why I got interested in calling. But I'll gladly talk monetary policy. <laughs> well, think, let's see. I, I think the EU, the uh, mistake made by the EU was going directly to a fiat currency. So they should have. It's going to drop hard and fast.
0: Well, doesn't don't the Swiss have some kind of currency that was backed by some kind of metal at some it point used to until be. recently?
3: Oh, it, exactly. It used to be. They, most of the currencies now that are presently in existence were backed by metals and were taken off. Like the British pound and the German mark and all those US. dollar were U.S dollar were all pegged to gold or silver or something for a while. but then they changed, and they started to kind of snowball effect of getting more and more out of balance. But uh, with starting with the euro as fiat, they, they didn't never had a uh, what's a good way of. they never had a habit of being stable. It was always uh, completely unstable.
0: Yeah. So, you know, I, what, what's your prediction?
3: Oh, I have no idea how, about time, but it will fail.
0: Yeah, it, it'll and then, fail. I, I just wonder whether will they. Um, I, my my real question here is: Will the powers that be use this opportunity in some way, shape, or form to create a larger, more powerful European state? Or will you see a fractioning of the European countries back into more uh, autonomous uh, European states? Because I think there's some good stuff about the European Union. Um, It's nice to have... More uh, open borders. Yeah, more open borders. Uniform rules in different areas. You know, if if you've got uh, if you're trying to sell ceiling fans, for instance, and the standard for amperage or wattage or whatever in Czechoslovakia is uh, different than it is in Austria, which is different than it is in Liechtenstein, which is different than it is in Iceland, then you have a real difficult time selling. Uh, electric ceiling fans, but if everybody's got them the same and the plugs are the same, this is uh, you know this is one of the ways that the United States is, is has been able, and many other ways to uh, to move forward, is that it has some uniformity amongst its states.
2: Yeah, so it makes it more efficient and well, more competitive.
3: The U.S. was the biggest free trade zone in the world for a while. Once the once the British Empire collapsed, mm. and mm. So I agree with you. I think the EU, the EU will probably fracture into its component parts sooner than it will sooner than it would be a, a huge empire again.
2: I but think but the, but there's no reason why some of those good things, the the uniformity of standards, for example, can't remain. But they they decentralize further.
3: Sure, I agree, and I think that's what would happen because the people found what was good in the in standards and being able to change places or easier. easier. And maybe they'll demand that those stay, but the, the currency is going down, just so, like the U.S.
0: Mm-hmm. And yeah.
3: the U.S. fracturing into more rational regional policies would be a lot better than what we are doing now.
0: Yeah, I don't know how that's ever going to happen. I mean, I just, there, there aren't any uh, regional, th- there are no regional powers at this point. There aren't the new, there isn't the New England government. So you would either see it fraction into, st- I mean, I've seen people redraw the states and stuff in the United States and it's. Ludicrous. I mean, you you know, you look look at the... Because
3: we have the habit. We have the habit of... Sure.
0: I'm not saying that there couldn't be better ways to draw it up, but you're just having fun if you, you know, on a map at that point. It's like kids with with crayons.
3: It's like the New England states, which have a lot in common with each other, like Vermont and New Hampshire are very similar in many ways. They could just... It's an organization. You get the Vermont, New Hampshire, Maine uh, free trade zone.
0: I, or something know, like that. Yeah, you would have to see an entire breakdown of the U.S. government uh, before something like that occurred. But if you're using a currency
2: you're, that's backed by something... Chills.
3: What a wonderful thought!
2: Yeah, if you're using a currency that's backed by something real, it's not that difficult to... Uh, to transact business, even if you have a different currency in each state. But for example, uh, a lot of the fighter pilots in, I believe, it was World War II, used to carry this little pack with them, and they had gold coins in there. So if they were ever captured or they crashed, they could they could buy people off with those because an ounce of gold was an ounce of gold, even though they had they had British gold coins with them. Well, for for uh, for for years, um, you know, for d- decades,
0: centuries, uh, you know, people would sew the mothers would sew gold coins into the uh, the the liners of their sons jackets when they're going off to war. British sovereigns are known for this. French francs are known for this. Mm-hmm. Um, and these are, you know, these are one quarter and one fifth ounce uh, little pieces of uh, gold that these kids could have in order to, you know, whatever. If, if the rubber hits the road, you need something like this. Kurt?
3: James Bond in from Russia with Love. His his briefcase had a gun, a knife, a bomb, and 24 gold sovereigns.
0: There you go. What are the sovereigns from? Britain. Britain?
3: It's just... It's- Basically one ounce gold coin.
0: Okay, interesting. So what was this about the Second Amendment that you wanted to talk about?
3: Liability. It would be pretty much impossible to get liability insurance for having a nuclear weapon. I would think. because they cannot be used targetedly. But uh, a tank? Hey, if your insurance company will cover it, go for it. <laughs>
0: So, what would happen if somebody decided to own something uh, that was uncovered by their insurance companies? So, you know, lots of people are you know lots of people commit fraud against their insurance companies every day in this country.
3: Fraud, prosecutors, fraud, just like anything else.
0: If is that before or after they use the nuclear weapon?
3: If they are in a, if they are people who would use a nuclear weapon anyway what law is going to stop them
0: indeed you really have to wonder about that at this point um you know they are they are restricted to some extent by getting for, from getting the things that it takes to put it together the fuel the sure te- <laughs> the technology
2: negative. yeah
3: Horribly expensive. Maybe Bill Gates could afford one or Warren Buffett, but that's about it.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, those are people that, that one might want to be concerned about, too. You know, um, you know <laughs> <laughs> if, if, if one if, got if, rich...
3: Buy Microsoft or get blown up.
0: If, I'm more afraid of Larry Ellison. If, if one got rich in today's <laughs> culture, one might question one's, uh, you know, one's, one's uh, morality, one's uh, willingness to use force in order to get one what, what one wishes.
3: But aren't those people the ones that are above the law anyway?
0: They currently are. Yeah, they don't seem to. They, they don't, don't seem to want to uh, use uh, those those kind of weapons. Currently, they seem to be happy in their wealth.
3: True. And who didn't cheer James Garner in Tank? Really?
0: I'm, I'm not sure. <laughs> Kurt, thanks
2: for the call. <laughs> uh, Wayne, give me the, uh, a few more quotes here from the list. Okay, let's see. Number ten: former G- German Council, Chancellor Gerhard Schroeder. Quote, I remember the, his name. Yes, Schroeder. The current Schroeder. crisis Schrader. makes it Schrader. relentlessly clear that we cannot have a common currency zone without a common fiscal, economic, and social policy. In other words, we need more power to, f- to fix this thing. That's exactly what they, the politicians are going to definitely want, something like that. George Soros at number 12 says, We are on the verge of an economic collapse which starts, let's say, in Greece. The financial system remains extremely vulnerable. Number 13, German Chancellor Angela Merkel. An easy one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, Soros was easy, too.
2: Yeah, that's true. The current crisis facing the euro is the biggest test Europe has faced for decades, even since the Treaty of Rome was signed in 1957. That's, that's pretty big. Number 17, German Chancellor Angela, uh, Angela Merkel. Again, she says, if the euro falls, then Europe falls.
0: What does that mean? If, euro, if the euro falls, Europe falls. I mean, mm-hmm. I've heard. I mean, I've heard dire, uh, you know, statements about uh, the European Union, and you know, it's. I, you said that it, you just said here that it was bigger than the United States as far as its economy. I don't. I mean, I, f- I find that stunning, but um, you know, it could very well be true. I certainly am not going to claim to know otherwise. Well,
2: I guess if you take the GDP of all the member countries, yeah, it's a lot, right? And the population, yeah, that's 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 quite a bit.
0: And if that. And it makes sense that if they have to redesign their monetary system because some bad actors and the the, the pigs, as you called them, Portugal, uh, Ireland, Italy, Italy, was does uh, Iceland thrown in that one?
2: No, okay, Greece, Spain, yeah, that's the uh, yeah we said Portugal. There were yeah. two eyes somewhere along the line. Yeah, there was Italy and, and Ireland, Italy and
0: Italy and Ireland. So um, the pigs, if they. If these bad actors result in essentially the the necessity of breaking up the the monetary system, what will that do to the world economy? I've never heard anybody say, "Ah, don't worry about it."
2: I think there's a lot of hooks into American banking institutions that could uh, we could we could feel it over here. Seems like precious metals are the only
0: way to go, and you can get some at gold.freetalklive.com. It's good way you to save your money, my opinion. What do I know? <laughs> Free Talk Live. It's been Mark with you. And Wayne. Thanks for listening.